Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I want you to feel safe right now. I'm not going to do it. To attempt. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like, that's, my, that's the boundary. That's where I draw the line. Like I refuse to on command do a Jennifer Coolidge impression. <laughs> Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It is me, Eric Williams, and God, am I excited that we have Joe Hedges on the podcast this week, one of the hosts of the hugely popular Good Children podcast. They've just blown up, and for good reason. It's such a good podcast. They're such great hosts, and Joe's episode this week, I'm just over the moon. Uh, They also had Julia Fox in their pod recently, so if you don't listen already, which I'm sure most of you do but if not that description is or that link is in the show notes and um i just want to get into the episode straight away if you don't have a five-star review on our podcast page leave her now maybe you can even write what you like about armpits or simply i love pit if you need inspiration look out for ticket sales for the june 15th la show the june 29th new york show if you want to watch the entire show from last month in LA, head to Gay Ass Podcasts Patreon. That's patreon.com slash gay ass podcast for only $5 a month and you get ad free episodes there. Hope you enjoy. Go, 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 Joe Hedges is on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. Big deal in the Gay Ass Uni. Joe, thank you. And let's just say it out loud. You look gorgeous right now. Stop. Thank you so much. Are you sitting in front of a window? I'm sitting in front of a window. I'm at my parents' house on Long Island, which is what my journey has been for the past two months. And the real wow. benefit is that, like, there is a large white table and a giant window. So I get, like, a bounce. The Long Island All bounce. All of my Zooms during COVID. It's the Long Island bounce and it works. Like, I'm, a, I'm, like, very disappointed that I've never found this lighting in any other capacity except this window. Honey, there's something about New York City that you cannot have a bounce from oh, your window. No unless bounce. I feel like your tax bracket is other than ours. However, the Long Island bounce. Fuck the Long Island sound. Honey. It's the Long Island bounce. bounce. It really is. Well, I want to wish you a happy one year, Annie, of the Good Children Pod. It's just a big, it's a big deal. And I want to tell you that, like, a huge fan. Huge fan over here. Thank you very much. It's been, it's been quite a whirlwind. Um, This is like the, 
excluding my own, this is like the second podcast I've ever done. So, you know, I'm really still brand new to this space. I just got chills. Like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for letting Gay Ass Podcast be that place. Thank you for asking me to come on. Like, absolutely. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? It's an honor. Well, then I just want to get into so much because the questions I have are nonstop and I hope okay. you're okay with that. Oh, I love, I just said yesterday, I love being asked a question. It's like my favorite thing. <laughs> That's your love language is being asked just being a question. Talking about myself, yeah. Honestly, though, not 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 same for me, which I'm meaning is same. Um, question number one is uh thank you for posting a Mother's Day video of you and Andrew uh with footage from I'm gonna say you were age eleven. We 12? were definitely too old to be behaving the way that we were <laughs> behaving. Like that much is for certain. I was watching it just now and I was like, we were like like other kids were like definitely like smoking and having sex and we're like sitting in my room with a blanket behind us making up an improv mother's day performance listen listen i think the julia foxes were smoking weed and the joe hedges and the eric williamses were doing creating art creating art doing the hero's journey on vhs um you and andrew first of all of course the podcast for i'm sure everybody listening knows but it's like it's about your best friendship of what 20 22 years. years um the question number one is when you're doing all these videos as a very closeted child with your friend and with yourself what who is editing them and what are you editing on i want to get a glimpse into oh this wow time history Oh my god, this is amazing. So I was editing them. I to this day I'm editing all of the podcasts. So it's nothing has changed there. Um I actually okay. just I'm, so you're you're the logistical girl. Exactly. I just called out Andrew for posting a video where I'm cropped out of it and he replied by saying, You know, I don't know how to resize videos. Like that's where we're at in terms <laughs> of our our collaboration. Um but back in the day, I think I was using Windows Movie Maker. That was a big one shout out yeah huge and unfortunately i didn't know how to save things so like a lot of the actual like movies that were made were like project files that to this day i can't open um but the ones that are exported are the ones that are left and then i also got into one true media which is a really deep cut i'm not sure one true media it was like this online editing platform that had this like green logo that would appear before every video and like it's burned into my brain and then one day in like the late 2010s i feel like it shut down but i had the chance to like download everything that was hosted on it so i have all of those but they begin with like a one true media and like that's that's the well, one good thing you know how to edit that one true media out if you so choose right, exactly. i want you to feel very supported in keeping it if that is they your do. journey it does feel like it's important historical context for like the other like 25 gay kids who are using that platform to edit their videos <laughs> hey representation matters exactly. i also am i'm jealous of all the footage that you've been able to get in touch with because i do know that there are obviously this is an audio podcast but i'm holding up my fingers like three inches apart from each other i think the tapes that i filmed my stuff on were this big and like a smaller camera yes. that would probably you'd have to go to a wizard to get them to f- pull it and make it a yeah. digital file. Also, I'd have to fully excavate my parents' house to find it. But there is some... I am i don't think it's as Kenny Ortega-ish as yours were. But I do think that some of the videos I created... Like, the one that pops in my mind that would be a terror to post on the internet is me singing clay Aiken's invisible in full length khakis as if i was no. doing music video with my now very queer friend who we've both come out to be just gay Lena's. 
anyone who is performing Clay Aiken as a child, like that is, a, I think Clay Aiken was a huge gateway drug. Like I remember paying a little Very bit big. too close attention to Clay Aiken, <laughs> being like, "Who's this?" Which isn't it? Isn't it such a bummer that for someone with such an angelic voice, he became kind of problematic? Right? I don't he think did, I, right? I paid attention too much recently, but I think he did. I don't remember. I remember there was a political era for him, which I am either way obsessed with like the fact that he got to the point where he got into politics and then i remember like a jack frost era where i don't know what that was there was a few is that referring to his hair or to a character was like doing the character of jack frost for something at some point (laughs) like i can't wait to research clay aiken's jack frost era i hope like nothing shows up i'm just making it up um (laughs) like unfortunately my brain does like store information like that so like i definitely know that that happened and i know recently that he went back on tour with ruben stuttered which is crazy. I did see that, and it is crazy, but it's also, you have to support a girl's need for cash. Oh, and yeah. To die. It's kind of like the Jonas Bros, which, by the way, I know they're very talented and they deserve the acclaim and the fame, but they also were not famous for quite some time. Yeah. And dipped back into the pool, and now they're, honey, swimming. They, like, gaslit everyone into thinking that they were as relevant as they always were in a way that I respect. And here they are, like relevant. They're as like ever. icons of the industry now. I'm like, how did that happen? How did, I mean, it's honestly a gorgeous examination of reinvention and mm-hmm. delusion. Two of my favorite things. Two of my favorite things. Being asked questions is the third. Yeah, um, actually, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the fourth is lying again. This all adds up. Wait, this is all adding up to why you have a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> what is the percentage of things you said that are lies? Um. It's difficult because sometimes I, like, literally lose track of it. I do think that, like, with the help of therapy, (laughs) I have been able to kind of calibrate what's the truth. But, like, I would say from the ages of 13 to 24, every other statement was a little bit fabricated. And, yeah, instead of two truths and a lie, it was like, these are lies. It was like three lies (laughs) and a maybe was really what I was playing. (laughs) Three lies and probably another lie, but like yeah. on on a good day, it's it's the truth. Three lies and the last one's a little bit made up, just a little. <laughs> but wait, that sounds like they're all lies. Um, <laughs> I do think that the Clay Aiken drug was very much coursing through my veins, mm-hmm. but I think that what really awoken in me the like idea of trauma was when clay aiken came out and then i went back to the album that i devoured and heard him using she pronouns about the person he was in love with like you're literally listening to a man lie right yeah you're like and then i'm picturing him in the studio going what you doing tonight i wish i could be a fly on your wall and then it's like well there's no she pronouns there but the fly is the fly he's the fly looking at a female and then there's a sibling S that comes through sometimes. I'm just like, what was it like for him to leave the studio being like, I sounded great, but I'm also not being genuine. Yeah, I would love to ask him that question one day. I would ask him that before I even got into politics. That'd be the first one. Truly. Because well, it's honestly like a politician needs to be careful about the things they've lied about. And honey, Clay lied. Well, no wonder he no wonder he was a politician. He was ready to That's make that true. move. It's the natural pivot. Now it all tracks. It's the George Full Santos cirque. blueprint. Ugh, which I get a little... <sighs> What's your Santos? Well, my Santos stance... My Stansos? Your Santos. <laughs> my George Stansos is that he, on one side of it, 
is, of course, a horrible person who is getting what is due because right. of the lies. And like, like as a Jew myself, him claiming that I think he said he had like Holocaust relatives, right. something like that, which like that to me is, like, of course, like I'm angry. I'm glad you're going to be hopefully accused guilty of all these things. And then the other side of it, I see gay people being like slay mother. And part of it is camp because of the image of him, like with all of the news cameras it's and it's giving so like good. Kim K and it's also that is camp and so it's like well where do I fall I'm still right. finding my George Stansos but I think that's where a, do you fall I feel as if I could probably agree with you I think there is like there's a darker undertone to the fact that this all happened where I'm like where how did he get yeah. to this point like also I'm pretty sure he's a Long Islander if not like he like hails from like he has ties to the island which I do think is right. almost makes more sense and like yeah this all tracks I just find anyone who's willing to lie so brazenly really entertaining like there's well, something about it- that where I'm like I I have to hand it to him when the lies are like what like the drag well, lie Well that's the gray area the the drag, the drag lie, lie was when I was is- like I'm obsessed with this man Let's be clear then. This is a great point is that the drag lie is our bread and butter. The fact that an out gay man who is a politician is saying, no, no, that wasn't me. And then I was just having fun when then scores of people on the island were like, honey, you were a, not only a drag queen, you were a bad one for a long time. <laughs> It really just like it really tracks to me in a lot of ways. I feel like I know a lot of people who could have ended up a George Santos, like if the yes, cards were that played is true. differently and gone gone on checks. Yes. George does not have good friends. George exactly. does not have good friends. People people called him out. He could have gotten away. Yeah, with Yeah, he's it. surrounded by yes men, women, and people who said, "Wait, what was his drag name? What was his drag persona?" I'm forgetting. I have but literally it was... no idea. That's something that I have. <laughs> I missed that. I haven't been able to log into Twitter since January, so like my knowledge on news is a little bit shaky. And that's to me, that's the news I'm missing. <laughs> is what? George Wait, said. I that you that is the news you're missing. But now I'm curious because I've been dabbling with the idea of going off of twitter has it has your life changed for the better or worse at all it's changed for the better absolutely i would say i'm i need to like read a newspaper like i need to get back in touch with what's happening like that's the downside like i'm getting my news through like the chance that like tiktok feeds me something and like that's scary and that's a slippery slope However, that is a slippery slope. Besides that, I like literally, I was like, what did I use that app for? Like, I have forgotten its served purpose in my life. Occasionally, I will feel like just the need to tweet where I'm like, this thing I just thought of is so good. So I will just like write it down in my notes app and then it just lives there. And like, which honestly, though, that could become a video. Exactly. That's my thought. And like, maybe I can take these ideas and bring them to, to like TikTok, which, yeah. Which should be really good for me. The one I wrote down yesterday, though, was like, I think it said take Italian classes IRL, which was actually more of like, I actually need to do that is my lesson. <laughs> but I was like, well, well, especially because the Julia Fox clip going viral of, um, of Gabagool. Everyone being illiterate in a group. <laughs> it's, it's great. I feel really <laughs> literacy really, is going by. We set her up, honestly. Like, she did not deserve what she got. She did not know what we were saying, and she just repeated it back. And now people are like, she doesn't know Italian. She's an idiot. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous. The way she says it is beautiful. According to the thousands of Italians in her comments, it's wrong. (laughs) Um, 
as I've had that to, is like, what's lie. devastating too is that she she lived in Italy for two years and then but lo- but also that is why Julia is Julia is because of and I mean this with deep respect and love is that she says it herself sometimes your delusion gets you to the places you want to be. And that's how she got to where she is because she is talented. It's because she is a fashion iconista, but she's also not on this planet fully. And we love no. her for that. Yeah. She seems to be making it up as she goes along and like seeing yes. what works. And like, that is to me, like genuinely inspirational. I'm like, I need it to do is. that more. Well, when she said on your literal podcast, I think more people should just go for what they want and kind of figure it out as you go. And like, not enough people are essentially utilizing that delusion to achieve their dreams. And when I heard her say that, I was like, fuck, I need to do that more. Mm -hmm. But then I realized like, I am doing that way more now than I used to, but I think we all can do it more, except for I'm sure there's a minority of the population. And we could probably even name some people off mic who probably are leaning too much into their delusion and could be scaled back. But that's, that's the exception, not the rule. I agree. I completely agree. I think that delusion in large quantifiable qualities that's still within reign is the perfect thing yes. it could possibly be. The balance. The clay yes. balance, we'll call it. It is the clay balance. It's the it's because you can neither be a clay or you can be a George. Like those are <laughs> those are the ways you could count out. The two paths. That's what George Frost is that his name? Robert Frost? Robert Frost that's what Robert Frost was going for with uh, the two paths less traveled. It's the the George that's, that's, path and the Clay Aiken path. And that is actually um, who Clay Aiken was portraying as Jack Frost. It all comes back to the Jack Frost interpretation. Wow. Full Cirque de Soleil. Well, listen, since we're going full circle, I need to ask you, Joe Hedges, the famous podcast question, which is, whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? I've weirdly been asked this question a lot lately. I feel like it's like it comes up frequently and I have been given ample time to consider the reality of it. And I used to always say it was Zac Efron in High School Musical. I was like, that was the one because I was always like, I was angry seeing him. I was like, I think 11 when that came out and I was like mad when I saw him. Was the anger like wanting, what was the anger stemming from? I think it was love. I think I was misplacing an emotion. I think it took me a long time to realize that. However, I think shockingly the whole time I was looking at Zach, but really it was Corbin Blue who was next to Zach in those mm-hmm. movies. And there's a specific scene in the first high school musical where Corbin Blue lifts up his arms and he has hairy armpits. And it was like the first time I've ever seen a hairy armpit on screen. And from that Joe. day forward, it was locked in. Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. <laughs> I'm putting my hands in prayer because you've landed on something that is holy. It's is a hairy pit. And and that is the love of a hairy pit. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, mean, of and, and Corbin Blue being your gateway pit. And exactly. And everyone has a gateway pit. And mine happened to a, be Corbin's. Everyone has a gateway pit. I you know, okay, so let's ask, let's go around the room. I guess I'll go first and ask <laughs> what my gateway pit was. Who was yours? Um I think I'm going to say it's between two people that I can honestly think of from a young age. One is going to be Justin Timberlake's cover of Rolling Stone. In my mind, there was Pit, but it might have just been Happy Trail. All I remember is that his skin was golden. There was like a glistening. And I remember seeing Happy Trail, but I think there maybe was Pit. Is he wearing like a knit top? 
Is there that like sounds right? But he also might be shirtless. Okay, that also would make more sense then. Yeah, because I remember seeing like some freckles, and I was like, oh my god, he's perfectly imperfect. Yeah. And then I thought I saw pit hair. If if that is factually incorrect, then it was definitely Jake Gyllenhaal. That makes sense. Yeah, these are all really logical answers. Yeah, he. There was something about that photo shoot that I'm sure many people can picture right now. There's like kind of like. Oh my god, wait, no, I'm conflating him with Chris Evans, too. Fuck, there's a lot of good pit. Yeah, there is. There's a Chris Evans photo shoot full of, like, blue and green lights that was, like, a very old magazine spread. I'm familiar. came out for... Yeah, so he's... So that's one of the pit stories. Jake Gyllenhaal, just in general, I remember there was a movie with Anne Hathaway called Love and Other Drugs, and he showed full butt, which was really big. I'm sure. Um... But I think just body hair connections as a because like you as, are also a Harry King, and I think that it's something that I'm curious about for you that I'm actually because you know we're what seven I'm 33, you're 26, yes, yes. So then, so we're seven years apart, and like I I think we have obviously so much crossover and similarities, but I think that's enough a, a difference in age that the relationship to body hair could have been different when you were growing mm. up. So I want to know when you were let's say high school, early college, had the tides turned and you weren't very um, self-conscious about it? Or were you still like self-hating like me? I listened to your episode with Ryan O'Connell about Rob Delaney oh. and this conversation made, it I got me thinking about exactly this. I feel like, um, hmm, I don't know. I've always been very confused by people who were like anti-body hair. Like forever, I was always like a little bit thrown off buy it because i was like what what's what are what am i missing here like i was never i was never anti it and i feel like the people i was surrounded by also weren't like i mean like again i grew up with like andrew like like that was my main point of context for like anything gay so it wasn't like we were both like hairless twinks like that was never like a part of our journey i remember up until like actually maybe two years ago though i was like shaving my shoulders so there is some, like, and I was, like, having Andrew shave my shoulders in the bathroom is what was happening. And I think that... Of course. I feel like there's an age you turn where, like, you stop trying to look, like, that certain way of, like, that youth, like, where now I'm like, okay, like, yeah. I can, like, accept that I look like a man and, like, I can be, like, a hairy man. But there was a time when I was like, I need to still appear young Oh, I get that. And I I also think that you care less about the messages that were given about looking young is hotter, looking this way is better. Like, I think I wish I had an Andrew of just, like, the mirroring of, like, yeah, I think we're both looking this way and that should be fine. Because I think what I grew up around was, like, just constant images of hairlessness Mm. that like and also i think it's like a part of where i grew up and like the time whatever it was like it's been a a journey for me but when i see another harry king like yourself i'm like i'm always and especially because you're younger i think i think it might partly be that even the seven year difference like there was there is more of an acceptance or less of like a ew gross than when i was younger yeah never want to make us feel like we're on two different parts of the earth or this journey but like i think the hair the hairiness might have a slight difference in in a very good way for you yeah i kind of feel like i think game of thrones came out when i was a senior in high school and i do think genuinely Mm -hmm. game of thrones did something for body hair culturally 
where people were Can like you tell me why because i didn't watch it and i'm so sorry i only watched some of it i watched like the first season or two um but they were like all hairy like it was like about like you know like it was like hairy like woodsman like beards long hair like hairy chests and i feel like that i remember when that show came out like everyone had a beard the next month like that was like the time <laughs> i was trying to grow my first beard and i was like it's not it's not working wow so i feel like that like set the tone where it was like at the very least there was a portion of the world that was leaning that way and i was like this is definitely what i'm gonna prefer over like the opposite I love that. I did get my back waxed one time, and that was a crazy experience. Oh, I did it more than one time. More than one time. And by the way, I think I did it so many times that now it like it actually changed. The patterns. The change. Yeah, there's just because I also like I started doing that late high school and in college. That's crazy. I was mortified. Mortified. When did you start getting like a back hair moment? Probably like late, late, late high school. And the thing is, that's hilarious about it now is that I am positive there was probably next to nothing right. on my back. But from, because I had probably seen something, I was so panicked mm-hmm. that I was going to be called the village leper. Right. That I immediately went to do that and to get it waxed and like, and then, and so it's funny because now I'll look at my back and like, it is what it is, Santa. It's like it's. I, I'm not ashamed of it. It's right. like uh, what I and I and of course I'm on the internet seeing so many different types of bodies and like coverage. I'm like, okay, what I have is what I have, and it's great. And like I accept it. And and, and also seeing people more embrace what they have too has has been because I think that's been one of the benefits of the internet and about mm-hmm. like Twitter porn and just like everything is like seeing being exposed to so much difference. Yeah. And I think that's like if we may be optimistic about the internet, that's a good thing. I agree. I feel like that actually, like, I kind of think a lot of, because a lot of our listeners are, like, in the, like, college age phase of life Mm -hmm. still, which I think is still probably one of the most difficult parts of, like, coming to terms with who you are. Um, Yeah. And we get a lot of, like, this commentary that's like well i don't feel accepted by the gay community because of like what i look like which is so valid like 150 percent. but i think that like i felt that for a while until i look looked around and looked a little bit deeper than like the little veneer of what i thought like the gay community was and i was like oh like people look like me people like act like me like there's bodies that look like mine there's like like people most in some way like you'll find some group of people that celebrate exactly what you look like and like that was like i was like oh like i just i'm not maybe i'm not for this particular subsection but also why would i want to be there if that's not where i'm supposed to be and i think that's a very spot on observation about just being a being gay in general but also kind of like being human which is that the part of the shitty thing of growing up is not knowing a who you are so then b not knowing who you want to surround yourself with and then feeling out of place because you don't know that but then i feel like the more you get in touch with yourself and you're like okay actually this is what i am and this is gorgine and then you start to realize how it feels to be around the people that celebrate that 
Right. And I think that that's why I love your podcast so much is because uh, you, I mean, it's just, it's the same thing about any good podcast that when you listen to it, you feel like you're listening to your own people and your own friends. And I think it's also like an aspirational thing where you want to be a part of that group. And, and mm. I think just like snaps to good children. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, that's our goal. I mean, I feel like that's like we're kind of doing it for like what we didn't have. And like, it's just like, yeah, that's like, I feel like what everyone wants is like to kind of speak to like your younger self or like if I if I could have like listened to someone say I was normal when I was like 20, I would have been so grateful. Like I needed to hear that. So and it, like, grateful. it had to be me who had to say it to myself ultimately. But like that, like, at least someone did but i'm like if i can do that for one other person that's a dream at like, that's least the goal. someone did well then so then i do want to ask speaking of your someone saying that you are normal i do think it is normal to videotape yourself doing kenny ortega-esque choreography yes, of as course. a child were you as a kid what did joe want to do as an adult like were you like i want to be a broadway girly i want to be a, a movie choreographer i want to be i want to be corbin blue i want to be zach efron what what did he want i i think that he always want like my thing since i was a kid was director like i wanted like from like a very from sixth grade i remember doing a project on steven spielberg and i was like this is who i want to be when i grow up like i was like i want to make movies i want to write scripts and i want to like make things like that was it um so it was convenient growing up next to Andrew who wants to be like an actor. I was like, okay, I'm going to direct you in my things. Yeah. Um, but that was like the main goal. I was like, I just want to make things. I would like get home from school and write scripts every day, like on Microsoft word, like tabbing and like indenting to make it look like a real script, <laughs> yeah. like not knowing how to do it. Um, so that was like the, I think that was always like the long term dream was to be able to make movies. Mm -hmm. And then, I got rejected from NYU and I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm out. I'm over this. And then you're like, that answers that. I was like, I guess I'm guess I'm doing business and went to business school for a year until I was like, oh, I am failing. Um, and then <laughs> went to like studied journalism and screenwriting and became a journalist for a second. But um, that was like the the goal since I was literally like 11 was director. Are you still, is that still the, the, the dream? Yes. I like, now it's been diluted. Now I'm like, oh, there's other avenues I could like explore it. But I think that like, if I end up directing things as my main job, like that would be a dream come true. Like that would be. Which I it. think is the, the beauty of what you're doing and what like the opportunities of the time we're living in is that. Like, for all intents and purposes, you are a writer, you are a creator, you are a, a director, right? But I think that the fact that you're going in this avenue, it's just the way you're opening the doors. Did I think that podcasting was going to be the thing for me? No, but what's really weird about it is that I had, I have a literal memory of walking out of an audition for some probably $3 a week musical theater job when I was mm -hmm. like 22 years old, and I looked at my phone and I saw that someone I know had started a podcast. And of course, this was over 10 years ago. Right. And I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, this is so stupid. Yeah. We have the radio for a reason. And podcasting is not going to take off. And then as the years went by and it was, and people were starting to create more. And, you know, I went to college with Matt Rogers and Bone mm. Yang. And when they did Lost Culture Resources, I was like, okay, no, it's funny, but it's like, is it going to go anywhere? And then I started to see that it was. And then this 
seed in my tummy started to grow bigger and bigger year after year that was like you would actually probably really enjoy doing a podcast but then of course i was like there's no chance right why would anyone listen matt and bowen can do it better than anyone else yeah why would why (laughs) would i do this and then of course the pandemic happened i had an existential crisis and here we are today so i think that that's like you as a 11 12 year old knew you wanted to create and direct yeah and you are you are doing that but i think that it's like you're following your gut and your passion into one avenue and then like doors are flying open and i think that's kind of the cool thing about creating right now even though it's even harder i think to like make an impression because there are so many options but once you like lean in and go for it and live with your truth like you're doing it's it it is limitless that's a, that was a stunning speech. I'm kind of moved from it. That was gorgeous. Wow. Thank you so much for Thank saying you. that. I got chills about you. Pra- by pra- your praise gave me chills. So like, clearly <laughs> I am sick. Um, <laughs> no, we're like chilling each other back and forth is what's happening. Um, <laughs> Which honestly, thank you for this. Yeah, no. I like really, I agree. I remember like really wanting to start a podcast I've been, I started like five in my life. Like I have like recorded like five different shows and never posted them because I was like, this isn't funny. Wow. Like that happened a few times. It was always with like a different friend at the time. Like the friend I was seeing the most you in my life. Friends. I kind oh, of sure, did. Sure, 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 sure. The one who made the most sense always was Andrew, but we didn't, we weren't in proximity to each other because he was in college and then he lived in right. Boston and I was in New York. And then once we moved in together, one thing led to another, but it was like the the amount of times I like wish I started one five years ago because I'm like this would have made my life so much easier if I had just like committed to the bit much longer ago. I don't think I'd be ready, you know, to share my full truth five same, years same, ago. Same, like same, I'm happy same, that it, the timeline works. Um, but yeah, like I think the seed in the belly analogy is like so true. Like there are things that I have like deeply wanted where I'm like, I need to just accept it. Like, I need to just actually do this thing instead of thinking that someone is doing it better. Exactly. And then, or also wondering what will happen if I fail. That's what I, that's what I tend to do a lot of like, well, of course the world's going to explode, right? And of course my therapist is like, you know, what's funny is no, you're actually still gonna eat the same honey bunches of oats the next morning. Right. You might put in a, an oatmeal square because you're trying to really make the, uh, honey bunches last longer and you're gonna pull your pull your milk like you all the cereals i eat cereal every day it's my it's my religion and i think that i'm still gonna eat my cereal in the morning yeah and like also it's like nobody else cares but you like especially with the internet i think the beauty of failing on the internet is like failing means nobody saw it which is like fail today gone tomorrow yeah like nobody saw the failure so it's like okay like there's definitely like ways where you get exposed and then you're like embarrassed like i think that's part of it but like if people are seeing things it's a success regardless of what they're saying like that's and by the way public embarrassment of people seeing it when you posted the videos of you cl- trying to clap at the right time behind nicole ritchie what was the award show that that was happening at i like i can't believe all i do is like post embarrassing things to the internet like it's really become it is the brand. so so if anybody hasn't watched it it's basically you like like stare smiling into cam nicole ritchie's like and after the break we're gonna boo 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 and then you get you keep gasping to clap and you realize it's the wrong time but then you recover <laughs> look back into the camera it's so it's so earnest 
earnest. It, it is like sickeningly earnest. It's like that was something <laughs> that I was at. It was VH1's You Ought to Know. It wasn't even a like award show. It was like a music concert of like up and coming artists. Course. That was my next guess. You Ought to Know on VH1. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> they had like great artists like i think that like it was like tovlo's debut it was a bunch of people's debut like it was kind of nuts sam smith was you there. there i was there for like the start of a few iconic careers but yeah that was just an example i think i was so excited to be next to nicole ritchie and like prior to the cameras rolling she like spoke to us and like took a picture with me and i was like this is this is it because all i was doing at that point in my life was like chasing proximity to fame i was like i just want to be near famous people like it was like i would go into the city and be like i am going to like run into billy eichner and like i would like that was the other side of it like it would still it was crazy enough that it would work like i'd be like today is. would you say hi to would you say hi to these people i yeah i did stop billy during billy on the street which was also a scary moment for me i have like crippling social anxiety but when it comes to like saying hello to someone who is famous it goes away i'm like yeah this is my job like i have to do this um it's just, like, it's so compelled. how was billy he was he was in the middle of working and he was like i could take one picture but i'm working and i was like absolutely got my picture and i was like best moment of my entire <laughs> life because like he You're was like, like, absolutely get, get back to set like, you're go, immediately go in the industry <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that was the feeling um but that was the also the energy with nicole i was just so excited to be on camera next to nicole ritchie and i think that like the brain the ring couldn't possibly function. And those videos are recorded from my high school ex-girlfriend's <laughs> mom is recording those. Naturally. I wow, took, you had an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, we dated for eight months in high school. We're still in touch to this day. Um is eight months like a, I'm, t- I'm, a, I'm take it's a long it's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time for a gay a closet a gay person to be in a relationship that has not imploded or exploded. How did you get how did how did the eight months last that long? You know, it was just like we were just hanging out. Like we would like go see Frozen together and get like cold stone. Like it was like Oh well, it was, listen. <laughs> it was what just... you what you just described as my experience with all of my girly friends in high school, just we were not pretending to be in a relationship so I, yeah. I love that for you it was just a really good friend who like we had a label and occasionally would like you kiss can, in school you can i was gonna say you can feel free to like say or not say as much as you feel oh. comfortable but with this girlfriend w- was there a, a, a base farther than kissing no there it never got well, beyond that's, that's why it, that's why it lasted so long exactly we, i think she was afraid i was deeply afraid so we just like hung out Bonded by the fear. Bonded by the fear, and then bonded by Nicole Richie. Which well, was... that's a given. That's a given for all of us. We're all bonded by Nicole Richie. <laughs> Truly. When you get down to it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, I want to tell you that I, my situation, my um, relationship with famous people right now is, I think. When you meet someone who is famous and you can tell they're a genuinely passionate good person, that mm-hmm. to me is the ecstasy. But I, I, I feel like when I now see a famous person, I almost like am skeptical of how they are as a human outside of the TV, outside of the internet. Yeah. And I bring this up because I met a Real Housewife of Beverly Hills last night, Sutton Strack, oh, okay. at the book club two screening. Yes, I saw this Instagram. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm not oh a real God. housewives gay, which is like, it's, and that is okay. And I and I and I, and I truly support that for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm going to change my ways. Has watched. It's okay. I know. I. I'm. Not, I'm. Not, it's the same thing when people talk about New York versus LA. I'm like, I'm bored. Both <laughs> cities are great. Real housewives is great. But if it's not where you live. Then I'm not gonna shit on Game of Thrones. I'm sure they threw Stop. that baby into don't, the fire, apparently. And don't make me a, <laughs> don't Game, make of you a Game of Thrones gay, girl, please. I'm like Emily in Paris, <laughs> and that's it right now. <laughs> I'm on a strict <laughs> Emily in Paris diet. Which, by the way, we can connect on that because inject that into my veins. That was veins in French. Um, that was very French. Well, the full circle is that. Sutton Strack last night, one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, was by far the nicest Real Housewife I've encountered, and maybe one of the nicest famous people I've encountered. I'll tell you why she was so nice, is because, of course, we were in a sad line of gay people trying to get a picture with her. Right. And then instead of her... Well, here's what really happened, is that a couple, straight couple, were taking too much time. They were talking Mm. to her and clearly taking too much time. There was a line of 25 people. Sutton Strack, to her credit, said some joke. Was like, oh, okay, you guys, get out of here. And kind of like, oh, just get it. And she did it in a really funny, but then they got the picture that they needed to keep it moving. And then the line started moving again. Wow. I went up to the girlies from the press company taking pictures. I was like, that is how you do it. What Sutton just did, that is how you do it. And then we got up to there. Matt and I said a quick hello, introduced ourselves, took the photo. And then she says to me, Eric, Matt... I'm so glad I got to meet you. I hope you enjoy the movie. Like, could like, did not need to say our names back to us. Did mm-hmm. not need to pretend that she cared. And she, but she, but she, I felt like she genuinely cared. Right. And that is a very good famous person. And I will be a slut until the day I die. Wow, that's actually a beautiful. There's, I learned a few things in that one. I like 
the get out of here, I'm going to use that in regular conversation with people. <laughs> get out of here. Like, okay, go leave. Um, that's incredible. I love when someone does repeat a name. I think that matters. Oh my God. It, it does, really does make you feel valued. It. Same. It's hard. Names names are hard. No, I yeah. I it makes me panic. Well, did you hear me literally before we press record? Be like, um, I've heard your name thirty five times. But <laughs> am I saying Joe Hedges correctly? <laughs> it's that it's that feeling it's, every time. I'm like, I hope I did it right. Hope I got it. I know. And then you like wake up at three a.m. Just like Hedges, right? Hedges, right? Um, I do need to ask you the next podcast question because whenever yes. I connect with a guest like this, I um, just forget what I'm doing. But right. Joe Hedges, if the world was ending and you could only save one character actress, who would you save? This is this is the question I was Googling before. I, I was almost going to chat GPT this one because I was like, I don't have... like. <laughs> there's almost like... No Wait, one... I'm dying to know what <laughs> chat GPT would have told you. <laughs> I'm sure they would have been immediately been like jennifer coolidge um which like might yeah, be it might be my answer which i'm like pissed about because i want it to be more unique than that and don't it's... be pissed look into the mirror and say joe hedges loves jennifer coolidge and that is organic it is it's... real and it is you but it's become it's become something other than just loving jennifer coolidge like it's become i feel like a, a brand identity for people which mm. i refuse to partake in like if i'm gonna love jennifer coolidge it's gonna be in like an alternative way like it's gonna be all about <laughs> all about um a cinderella story and nothing to do with white yeah. lotus at you're all not very pretty and you're yeah. not very bright yeah i and that listen that's actually a big distinction that i think Thank you the listeners and myself appreciate i like it matt and i loved her in white lotus but i i don't need to celebrate her work. I don't think anyone needs to celebrate that work any longer. Like we she got the flowers for it. She got the flowers. She got the literal award. And um I think we should now go back to quoting we could talk or not talk for hours and still have something to talk about. Like I think we can That's, go back to the OGs. Yeah, that was also you also do a really good impression. I would I would try mine, but I like panic with the I panic doing an impression, but I do think in my head it's good. It, I, I, by the way, I'm sure it's good and I want you to do it, but let me just tell you for a second that I ran away from the identity of someone who can do a good Jennifer Coolidge because, and I'm going to out him right now because I love him so much and I think that this is fine. Benito Skinner, Benny Drama, did a video or a bit that every gay person thinks they can do a Jennifer Coolidge. Right. Ever since he said that, because I love him so much, I'm like, he's right. I'm trash. Never gonna like yes. out be do that out in the world, but it happened organically. So Joe Hedges, I want you to feel safe right now. I'm not gonna do it to attempt. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> like, that's my that's the boundary. That's where I draw the line. Like I refuse to on command do a Jennifer Coolidge impression. It just like and by the way, I'm now now I'm gonna respect the boundary. But now let's go into the fear. What is yes. your fear that it's gonna be just so bad? I like this is my second therapy session of the day. Like this, and it's in the Good. exact same setup. Um. The fear is that, yeah, I think it's, and it comes back to the delusion. The fear is that I'm so delusioned and I'm going to make a noise that has no remote correlation to, I try doing a share. I'll be like, wait, was that Kermit? Oh, share. Do you do share? (laughs) No, I like just listened back to, because like I did it on an episode of the pod and I was just editing it and I heard myself doing it and I was like, what, what am I doing right now? Like I didn't even register that I was trying to do a share impression until 
I took a second to like remember what we were talking about. Like, so, but in my head, it was spot on. And that's what worries me. Did you, did you keep it in the episode or did you edit it? It's in the episode. It's on Patreon though. So it's behind a paywall. So it's safe. And that (laughs) is what we call a businessman. And that is also strategy. It was huge. Um, I don't know. Can I do a share impression? I'm going to try one because I can't edit this out if I, if I want. Um, here we go. Well, obviously she's like, snap out of it, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do, um, can you tell me to ask me to, um, order, what should I order as share? Can you food or can you order like, um, a double cheeseburger and a strawberry milkshake? (laughs) Now I'm scared. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Double cheeseburger and a strawberry milkshake. Why am I scared? (laughs) I feel very vulnerable right now. Okay. Here I go. I'm sweating. Here I go. Um, you know <laughs> it's really good keep going don't Do- stop what are you gonna double cheese break. okay i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm done and now i need to change my shirt i'm also sweating profusely like that really did something why to are we sweating well. i'm like it's nervous. because we're seeing it we're looking we're looking into a mirror and we're yeah. now having ourselves do the most vulnerable thing and it's hard but i i applaud can you give let's give ourselves applause yeah absolutely I'll do it here. Snapping um, his, clapping his back. I mean, shoulder. Yeah, I felt, I felt what you felt in that moment, and I have to. I can only blame myself for even bringing up that that impression would give me anxiety because I think that you would have. No, been... no, don't, don't say <laughs> that because we needed to do this for each other to take us out of our comfort zone. We did, and I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it happened. There, I said it. I'm, I'm glad that you did it. I'd be, I think it'd be so much worse if you just like said never mind, like I did. I think that that would be such a worse situation. So I'm really proud. Well, of by you. the way, I'm proud of you because you knew that you weren't protecting yourself by saying it. And I fully right now just know I did a bad share, but I'm actually, I think that the bad, the failures make us the successes. And so I'm going to, you heard it here first, Joe. I'm going to keep it in. I'm so happy to hear that. I can't wait to listen back to it. That's, that's <laughs> going to be my main takeaway. Cut to me, cut to me editing. And I'm like, <laughs> I take gone. I the take whole up thing ten, ten minutes. Yeah, it's an you look at our episode. Yeah, it's a twelve minute. You're like, wait a minute, <laughs> didn't we record for a just about a full hour? Um, wow. Okay, since we're getting towards the end, I want to make sure I have to ask uh, all the questions that I have. Um, um, can you really quickly tell me? Did you go to Catholic school? I did. I went to Catholic high okay, school. Okay, I remember hearing that. What was it like being a gay person? Were you told you were going to burn in hell? It was like. They were kind of PC about it. They weren't, like, so outwardly, like, this is going to be the end of the world. But it was, they, like, were more, like, if anyone in this room might be gay, you gotta, like, you gotta share a voice, snap out of it. Like, it was that feeling. Like, I remember having a theology nun teacher who went missing in Austria, literally, God rest her soul, went missing in Austria and was never Never seen again. Never found um one day i'm gonna bring justice for sister eileen i think it's it's crazy thing that happened but not enough people are are talking talking about about sister Sister eileen Eileen. no one is except for me and my three friends who still speak to me from high school but sister eileen once said everyone gets homosexual thoughts we all do and when i get them i just take a very cold shower and like that was the kind of lessons that were being taught so Sister Eileen, LGBTQIA icon, missing. Her two headlines. 
that i mean literally will be pitching to every network to pick this up sister eileen confirmed lesbian at large at large in austria yes mm-hmm. and the austrian police like just gave up they said we can't look anymore joe what do you think happened to her <laughs> i there's a reality and then there's a love your Rowala. i just abandoned mine last week i'm sorry to say but there's a reality and there is a dream for sister eileen the dream is that she found a lover ran away yeah took took the habit off yeah, yeah, yeah and she's just so happy um the reality is that she drowned in a very cold lake and that's what the authorities believe happened but they have no Wait, confirmation yeah i'm not kidding why it's like they, why really do they th- why do they think that I don't know. There was like a lake near the premise where they searched the lake and they couldn't find her, but they were like, this is probably what happened. It's like she crazy. Such, such lesbian thoughts. She needed a freezing cold lake. Oh my God. Wait, I hadn't even drawn the connection between the cold shower she lived and the cold lake. She, she lived as she died. She lived as she died thinking about scissoring. Yeah. Rest in peace. That's Can we, sucks. let's have, yeah, rest, Amonis, or, or she is thriving on a farm. Which with her with lesbian her lesbian lover. lover, yeah. I hope it's that one. I, I love you, Sister Eileen. I really do. I, I want you to know we forgive you. She changed my life. She really did. Wow, Sister Eileen. Yeah, that oh. you didn't expect that as your answer for how no, it's, it's school. Ten, it's it's a hundred times better. A hundred. I mean, and honestly, like, where's the true crime doc? HBO Max. Sorry, Max is missing out. Ryan Murphy starring Jennifer Coolidge. Just make it easy for everyone. Just, just do it. I'm sorry. And then it, it cuts to you doing an impression as Jennifer Coolidge, and then you get fully your career is wiped it's over because it was so bad. Well, listen, I need to sadly end this conversation by asking you the famous final question you were not prepped on, which is Joe Hedges. What is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Oh my god, that's such a scary question for someone like me who can't name a Whoopi Goldberg film in the current moment. But I'm gonna say, like, I'm s- no, I have two ideas. I almost need to confirm before I say it. I'm googling it. I'm sorry, I need to do this. Do it. I support. I, I support you because, like, why am I like no? The Whoopi Goldberg's not in this movie, which it she fully is. It's like a Whoopi Goldberg movie. Oh, I'm dying for you to say a movie that Whoopi is not in. I did say something completely like- off base. Are you like um National Treasure? It's <laughs> it's going to be Sister Act two. <gasps> it's not my That's answer. my favorite movie of all time. Really? Yes. And I I was worried that you were going to waffle and that you were going to try to be something that you weren't. But I think that's the answer that was meant to be said. It was. And it's the perfect answer. It was in my gut, but I wanted to be different. But I was wrong. About remember, remember the seed. The seed that's been in my gut. <laughs> That seed is deep in my gut, and it was Sister Act your two gut the whole seed. time. Yeah. If we if we pan if we zoom in on your gut seed, it's going. Oh, um. I'm wow, Joe Hedges, what a cool, you're back in the habit, and just like Sister Eileen, no. you are a gay icon. Um, <laughs> Joe, thank you for coming on. Congrats on one year of good children. Thank you. I know this is a start of a beautiful relationship, and I want to ask you, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at J-O-E-H-E-G-Y-E-S. Um, and you can find Good Children across all platforms at Good Children Pod. 
And I'm also on TikTok, but it's fine. Your TikTok is iconic. And by the way, uh, their episode with Julia Fox that just came out is so good. And it's just the fucking beginning. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to That's a Gay Ass Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the incredible, the stunning, the sweet, the hilarious Joe Hedges. I'm so grateful he came on and excited to do more fun things with Andrew, Joe, the Good Children fam, and you. Which, speaking of, the tickets will be on sale this week for the New York show, June 29th, the LA show, June 15th, and that link is also in the description for the Patreon. You can watch the entire live show that had Brian Safi, Greta Teitelman, Brandon Kyle Goodman, Jared Goldstein, the IMHO drag queens, and more. So check that out at patreon.com slash gayasspodcast and leave that five-star review saying what you like about armpits. Have a great rest of your week. I love you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 